Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl Podcast. I hope you've been having an amazing week full of self-care. You know, I've been dropping some tips here and there on TikTok. So be sure to follow at I am Ashley Caprice. But it's so important to always take care of ourselves, especially the holidays are coming up. The seasons change. It's getting darker. I want you to take care of yourself and know that even though it's dark outside, you are still a light. All right. And as women, we're always hustling and going after the next thing, right? We're caretakers. We have goals. We are nurturers and we give and give and give. And we also want to be a boss, right? And then sometimes we just don't know how to slow down. So I'm so excited for today's guest. Her name is Amy Natalie. She is an empowerment coach and she's here to help you rest, receive, and surrender to the feminine flow of life so you can embrace a life of balance, joy, and pleasure. She's also the host of the Feminine Frequency podcast, and she has a book coming out this weekend called The Feminine Way, Reclaim Your Feminine Energy to Create a Life of Pleasure, Aliveness, and Vitality. We dive deep into the intuition and the most common question that she's asked about intuition and fear, right? We also share how to be a boss, but soft, right? That's managing that feminine and masculine energy. And we talk about how to reconnect with your sensuality because you might not be comfortable with that part of yourself, right? So we want to find out ways how to infuse that pleasure into your day-to-day life. It's easy. It's really, really easy. And we're going to tell you how. And we share journal prompts. You know, I love writing in a journal, right? There's so many questions in this episode for you to ask yourself, to ask your intuition, for you to listen, tap in a little deeper into who you are, what you really want out of life and how you can achieve that just by being your authentic self. We get into that too. What is the definition of being authentic, right? And what does that really mean? We hear these buzzwords all of the time, but today we're going to get into it. So welcome, Amy Natalie, to the Go Girl podcast. Mm, Thanks for having me. And hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. (laughs) Let's get into it. First, like, How did you even get into this? You know, I'm the Go Girl podcast. I'm all about women. And I love that you're also helping women just tap in and get a better sense of who they are and express themselves fully. So how do you get into this work? Yeah, I think like many teachers, coaches, Mm -hmm. anyone who's like in a place of, you know, been on their personal path, it's like, there's a reason why I'm here teaching this. And it's not because it's always come naturally to me. It's actually something that has been really challenging for me in my life. So um, my backstory is for most of my twenties and a lot of my adult life, I lived with chronic depression, with anxiety, lots of digestive issues, health issues, and really being left with this question, like there has to be more to life than this, like this can't be it. 
And in that exploration and and in that discovery, I really came to the realization that the life that I was living, the relationship that I was in at the time, I was married and living in a beautiful home and had kind of like the white picket fence, all the things on paper that look good, Mm -hmm. but inside I was really struggling. And so I got to this place where I realized that the only way that I was going to be able to create happiness for myself was if I really started listening to my inner knowing, if I really started to connect with myself in a deeper way. And that led me on a really beautiful and profound spiritual path that has catapulted me into the version of myself that I am today, which is about seven years later since I had kind of like my biggest rock bottom moment. And I'm really passionate about teaching women that you can live a life of aliveness, of being your authentic self, of enjoying your life. Like it doesn't have to just be this monotonous life where you're checking off the boxes, but that you can really have that juicy, delicious, yummy life. Mm -hmm. And it's up to us to create that. And there's a lot of reasons why we've come to this place of feeling disconnected from our pleasure, feeling disconnected from our power, which I'm sure we'll dive into today. Yeah. Like what are some of those reasons for, for women? I I do feel like we're just in a different culture, different time now, and we're being told to hustle, hustle, hustle. Then there's another side, no, live in your soft life and, you know, live a life of ease and femininity. And however, Times are hard. Inflation is real. You know, recession is real. And women feel like they want to live that soft, beautiful life, that yummy, delicious life that you speak of. However, there are a lot of blocks for women. How do we get over those those blocks? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that you spoke to the realness and also this duality that it really gets to be both. And I find that when we are have a healthy relationship with that go energy, that productive energy, we like to call it masculine energy. And we also have a healthy relationship with our feminine energy, which is that being that softness, that openness, that receptivity. It's about learning how to dance with both of those energies. And it is a misconception that you're supposed to be in one energy all of the time. Like that's just not reality. So I really love to, to teach women about this, this, I call it inner union between the masculine and feminine energies so that they can create, you know, that harmony and that peace, but also still be successful and make good money and, you know, reach, reach their goals and have their dreams and desires. Because if you're always in your feminine, like it is true, like not much is going to happen. Right. So It, it is about finding that that flow for yourself. And, you know, we've gotten here after about over 2000 years of living in a patriarchal society where there is a lot of spoken and unspoken narratives of how women are supposed to behave, um, what what determines our worthiness, like our, our looks, mm-hmm. our, you know, our status. Um, there's so many things that we as women have absorbed and that we try and live up to these standards. And then it's no wonder that we're freaking exhausted and depleted and depressed and disconnected. Like the, it's not a surprise, right? It's right. like, we, we want to reach all these goals. So the other thing that comes up a lot for women, especially when it comes to being disconnected from their pleasure and disconnected from their intuition is that 
when it comes to religion, you know, we have a lot of shame around as women, we have a lot of shame around our sexuality and around our self-expression. And there's been throughout history, a lot of demonization of, you know, if women act a certain way, then they're looking for attention or it's bad, it's evil if they, if they want to be sensual, right. And that it's only meant for a man's pleasure, which is not true. Right. And so we have these deeper conditionings around how we're supposed to be. And then we don't actually feel like we can be our authentic selves. How can we tap into that? Okay. How can we tap into that side where we can be our authentic selves? You actually had a quote, you said the the um, greatest freedom a woman can have is the freedom to be her authentic self. I saw that on your Instagram. And even on your Instagram, there's so many pictures and videos of just movement and that being a form of sensuality. So I want to get into all of that. I want to get into the movement side of things, but I really want to get into how can women just show up and be that authentic self? Like what, what are some practical steps that they can do now to know, okay, I can still be a boss and I can still be soft. I can, I can be both. I can have that union that you're talking about. Yeah. What I like to start with is really understanding what does it even mean to be your authentic self? Because I think that word and that term is kind of a big term and it's like, okay, well, what does that even look like? What does that mean? The way that I like to teach this is that we have two different parts of ourselves. We've got our ego and we've got our soul. Mm-hmm. And our ego is really the human construct. Every human has it. And it it really likes to have safety and security. Our ego will do whatever it can to make sure that we feel accepted, that we are approved of, that people are not going to judge us. So we kind of create this persona or we modify our personalities and behavior so that we can fit in. And one of the ways that we do this, there, there's kind of a larger term for this is like the good girl archetype, where we can, a lot of us can relate to things like people pleasing or perfectionism or being a martyr, taking care of everyone else and sacrificing ourselves. Like yeah. these are some of the characteristics that happen when we are conforming to societal norms to try and survive essentially, because our ego tells us that if we don't do these things, then we're going to be alone. We're going to be outcast and we're not going to survive. So the ego is doing it to protect us, but Mm -hmm. it kind of overdoes it a little bit because a lot of the things that we're afraid are going to like, you know, really mess up our lives or that we're not going to survive or that we're not going to be happy or successful are actually illusions. They're not fully true. Right. And when we can see and understand some of those patterns and programs and start to really see, oh yeah, actually this program of people pleasing is, is showing up in all areas of my life. I get to work on that. So Mm -hmm. that's one, one way is to really look at, okay, what is the role that I've been playing, the character that I've been playing, who have I been trying to be, or how am I performing in some way? And being really honest about that. And then the second part of this, as we're, we're looking at that is also looking at, okay, who am I on a deeper level? Who am I, if I didn't have that conditioning, who am I on a soul level? Mm -hmm. And that exploration is really about getting quiet and 
being with yourself, whether it's through meditation, prayer, spending time in nature, journaling, going to therapy, working with a mentor, like really in that deeper self-discovery of who am I, what matters to me, what lights me up, what brings me joy, and what are the ways that I've been acting that are maybe out of alignment with Mm -hmm. that more authentic version of myself. And what I've found is that when we are showing up as our authentic self, that's actually where the magnetism comes from. That's where we are the we're able to attract the most abundance, where we're able to attract the right people into our life when we are truly being ourselves. And it, it it's a journey. Like this, this definitely doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, it's a journey. And I love that you said that because we talk about doing the work all the time. And some people are probably like, well, what is the work? You know, uh, I'm showing up every day. But like you said, showing up as your authentic self and making sure that you're doing things that pretty much pleases you and satisfies you. And that's why we talk about self-love so much on the Go Girl podcast, because it's like, peel those layers off, take that mask off. Who are you? Without anyone else's conditioning, without how you were grown up and how people say, okay, People in my my family, you know, I'm cute. So when I was younger, it's like, oh, she's cute, has a great personality. She should be an actress. And I followed that path for a little while, but I'm on set. Like, I'm not, this is not really what I want to do, you know? And so it's like, that's the conditioning from the outside. And that could be ego if I continued with it. However, I had to take a break, slow down and figured out, what is my soul's purpose? What is it that I really want to do? Oh, I, I want to help women. Anything that I've done, any other industry and career, I've always helped women. So now I'm doing more of that. So it's just about laying that ego aside. You might disappoint people or people might be confused, but that's okay because you're living according to who you really are and according to what your soul is saying. And as you said, I got through that through meditation, through journaling. And that's what I preach on this podcast. I'm glad you said that as well. And it's about asking those deeper questions. Matter of fact, what is like one or two, share just two questions that could be a great journal prompt for people to ask themselves so they they can dig deeper and show up as their authentic selves. Yeah, I would say if I wasn't afraid to be judged, what would I do differently? Hmm. Or if I wasn't afraid to fail, what would I do differently? Those are good ones. Mm-hmm. I love those. I love those. So I also wanted to talk about um, you, you. You discuss sensuality a lot. How can someone who isn't comfortable, maybe with their bodies yet, with their sensuality, how can they explore that and tap into that more softer feminine side of themselves? Yeah, the way that I like to look at sensuality is separating it from sexuality and really seeing that they are related, but they are two different things. Sexuality, we have so much stigma around. We have our personal stories, maybe past trauma or religious trauma around sexuality, and it can be a really loaded topic that can carry a lot of shame and discomfort for people. So I like to start with sensuality. We are all naturally sensual and sexual beings. When we look at the sensuality, what we're looking at is connecting to our five senses, meaning our smell, our taste, our sight, our touch, right? And and really and our and our hearing. 
when we can start to connect more with our senses, we can start to feel more. Mm. We can start to feel more pleasure, feel more joy, feel more aliveness. However, because most of us live in our heads and we're constantly thinking and we're rushing from thing to thing to thing, and we're not taking that intentional time to slow down, to even take a deep breath, like even if we slow down and we connect to our breath, that can be pleasurable, that can feel good. So sensuality is about feeling, it's about sensing. And some ways that you can tap into that is having like a warm cup of tea or my favorite beverage is like a hot matcha and really taking time to take a few breaths and really taste the flavors of that. Or it could be in the winter, like having a warm, cozy blanket and having like fuzzy fuzzy sweaters. Like I now have like all of my stuff that I have in my house and my clothes. Like it's really about the sensory aspect of it that feels good or lighting a candle or some incense that, you know, has a really yummy smell. And as we do that, we add little bits of pleasure into our life. Another one that I love is having fresh cut flowers or live plants in my house to bring that like feminine beauty. And when I look around my house, there's pleasure. There's, there's enjoyment of that. It feels good. So that's sensuality. Um, sensuality can be just with yourself and it can also involve if we were taking it one step further is starting to explore self-touch, which doesn't necessarily have to be self-pleasure. It can be simply like, what does it feel like to give myself a massage? Mm -hmm. What does it feel like to trace my fingertips on my skin really slowly and softly? And just noticing the sensations underneath our fingertips. Like we can be so disconnected from our bodies because we don't like how our bodies look, or we have pain in our bodies, or we've had trauma that disconnects us from our bodies. So sensuality can be about, okay, can I bring some gentle, loving touch, running my hands through my hair, giving myself a massage, even, you know, when you're in the shower, like feeling the water and the temperature of the water on your skin, like that alone, without even going into the realm of sexuality will change a lot. Yeah. I love that you said all of that because to me, it seems like it's about being in the present moment, just being present just being present. Like I know a lot of people, again, going back to the hustle culture, might eat and drive. We're concentrating on the road. We might be listening to music. We're trying not to curse out the next driver. That's a lot. However, if we're (laughs) at home and we're eating a delicious meal, just taking that time to really enjoy that moment, enjoy the flavors so that you're tapping into that sense of taste. So I love that you broke down each sense and how we can explore that just in tiny everyday ways. And it's not sexual at all. And it brings you a different type of pleasure. It brings Mm -hmm. you a different type of pleasure. And so that you can live like a really full life. Totally. I like that. Can we talk about movement a little? As I said earlier with your Instagram, there was a lot of movements and photos of you just, I felt like just really embracing who you are as a woman and loving all of yourself. I was like, yes, girl. So let's talk about the importance of movements. Yeah, it's been such a a journey for me with dance and movement and my body. I grew up as a dancer and when I was younger, there was a lot of competition. Like I literally did competitive dancing. So there was that aspect, but there was also the competition in the dance studio 
where it was like the women who had the leanest bodies and the the least amount of body fat were the ones who always got the main role. And, you know, I wasn't as flexible. I was more curvy and I was pretty athletic. And so it was kind of like, I loved dancing and I was good at it, but I always had this inner conflict in the dance studio and in the dance world. And at some point I actually thought that I wanted to pursue dancing as a career. And when I started to apply to colleges and went for some of these, these rehearsals and, and these interviews, I was there and I was like, this is not fun. Like this, I felt so defeated and just was so in my head and it really took the fun away from dancing. And so I really took a break from dancing. I probably only danced, you know, when I was partying or when I was in college going to festivals and things like that. And when I would dance in those settings, I would feel so free. I would feel so alive. It felt so natural to me, but that wasn't consistent enough. And so after in, in my late twenties, after I went through my divorce and really went through a process of reinventing myself and continuing to explore who I am as my authentic self, dancing came back into my life. And it was really surprising Mm -hmm. that it came back into my life in this way. But a few of my girlfriends were going to pole dancing classes and in the culture that I grew up in, which was like a traditional Jewish upbringing, like I pole dancing and, you know, that was just so far away from what would have been my comfort zone. And there was so much stigma and all of that. But this, when I took this class, I was in the class and it felt like this experience of coming home to myself. And I saw women with all different body shapes and sizes from all different backgrounds, and they looked so beautiful and so empowered. And so that experience really got me curious about exploring dancing again. And after a few years, I started to look into a healing modality called embodiment. Embodiment is about helping women to come back into their bodies, again, connecting with their sensuality and connecting with their authentic self because our true authentic self lives in our bodies. It's not in the construct of the mind. So we can use intuitive movement, which is different to choreographed dancing. Intuitive movement is about putting on music and connecting with the energy of the music and seeing if there's any emotions that come up or how does my body want to move to this song? And it's not always sexy and pretty. Like sometimes it's like, oh, I need to move some of this energy out of my body. So it's more like shaking or releasing. Maybe it's a feeling of anger or frustration. And we're using movement as medicine. We're using it to process emotions. And that's really where I've reconnected with movement and really come home to my authentic self is through the practice of feminine embodiment. Yeah. It helps you release because there is so much trauma sometimes stored into the body that when you move and you're dancing, you're releasing, and it might be gyrating at one point, it might be slow movement, slow release at the fingertips. And it's just like, you're getting that energy out of you. It feels great and amazing. I'm a dancer too. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I totally get it. But just exploring that part of your, your body. And even I tell my girls to take it a step further. Maybe when you're getting out the shower and you're nude and turn on some great music and just like release, touch your body, you know, enjoy yourself. Not, you know, as we said before, it doesn't have to be sexual touch. It could be sensual touch. 
when you're putting lotion on, you can be sensual with that, you know, and taking your time just to explore yourself, enjoy yourself and really tap in and give your body what it needs and what it's asking for. It could be a slow song, but you're moving fast because you got some stuff to get out of you and your system. <laughs> so mm -hmm. movement is just so important. You can start slow with your favorite song, put it on and just let your body do what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. Now, before we wrap up, I do want to talk about your book. You have a book coming out this weekend and it is called The Feminine Way, Reclaim Your Feminine Energy to Create a Life of Pleasure, Aliveness and Vitality. It's coming out on November 11th. So congratulations on that, first of all. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. And I want to talk about, I was exploring some of the book, chapter four was about awakening intuition. And I thought this was a great chapter. It talked about just listening to that inner voice. And a specific question that people ask you all the time is, how do I know it's not fear and it's my intuition? So I want to tap into that a little bit more and um, let me know your thoughts. Yeah, this is such a big one because when we are not connected to our intuition, it often leads us to making choices based on fear. You shared earlier that you kind of followed this path of go, you know, acting and performing and there was part of you that, you know, was doing that a big part of you sounds like because you wanted approval and acceptance, but there was probably a part of you internally that was like, Ooh, that, that doesn't quite feel right. And eventually that part got loud enough yes. and you decided to make a change. So that's your intuition speaking. When you feel like something's off, something's out of alignment, when you feel like you're not you're not living in your truth, that's your intuition speaking. And, and intuition and fear, this conversation comes up a lot when we're looking at making big decisions, whether that's getting into a relationship, ending a relationship, wanting to change your career path, deciding what your, you know, what direction you want to go with your sole purpose. It could be even where you're going to live. Mm -hmm. Right. And it shows up even in our day-to-day -day decisions. What are we going to eat? How are we going to move our bodies? It shows up everywhere. So what I love to teach women is how to connect with their intuition, which is really your inner guidance. And we all have intuition. We're all born with it, but because we live in a culture that tells us to think logically and analytically, and it, it kind of dismisses this, this feminine superpower, which is like this feeling and this knowing, even though we don't know how we know it, we just know it. Yeah. Right. And our intuition speaks to us in a lot of different ways. And it speaks to different people in, in different voices or different, different methods. But when your intuition is speaking to you, when it's guiding you, it's going to feel expansive. It's going to feel light. It's going to feel inspiring. It's going to feel exciting. You're going to feel passionate. When your fear is speaking to you, it's going to feel contractive. It's going to feel heavy. You're going to feel small. And the reason why it's so confusing is because when you are listening to your intuition, it's going to guide you out of your comfort zone. It's going to take you to places that you're like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do that. What if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? And the fear comes in very quickly. Right. So that's one place where it can be confusing. The other place that it can be confusing is if you're in a situation that you know isn't quite right for you, your intuition will speak to you in the form of anxiety, or it will speak to you through maybe like certain like health issues, or it will tell you, Hey, you're not going in the right direction. Right. Mm. 
So it's pretty nuanced, but the way that we can strengthen our relationship with our intuition is what we were talking about earlier is slowing down to listen, listening to that inner voice. It's always there, but if we're so busy and we're distracting ourselves and we're avoiding feeling our emotions or avoiding connecting with ourselves, our intuition, we can't hear it. We don't really know what it's saying. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like a, an overview. It's obviously like a pretty big conversation, but I, I feel like those are some of the the aspects that we look at when we look at this conversation of intuition versus fear. I like that a lot because sometimes living in fear, you can be comfortable. I talk a lot about relationships on this podcast and you're comfortable in this relationship, but this relationship might not be good for you. So you're hearing your voice saying, get out or do something different. And you're like, you're scared of that because you don't know what's on the other side. And that intuition is a little, there could be a little uncertainty, even if it's like a career change. You're like, you want me to do that? It sounds so different than what you think you should be doing. But it's about leaning in and trusting it. And then knowing that that is a, a side of abundance. Like there's going to be so much more added to your life. You're going to, if you leave that partner, you might attract even better partner. You go and take that leap of faith in your career. Who knows? Like you might be the next millionaire, you know, or billionaire, like who knows, but it's about like trusting that inner voice. And so what are some ways that they can stop and quiet down? It's just like meditation and journaling. Do you have any other tips that you could share? Yeah, there, there's a few different tools that we can use to tap into our intuition. One is creating the space to listen, which is what we just talked about. That could be out in nature. It could be, you know, spending even starting with two to five minutes a day of meditation or like ways to get into your body doing yoga. Those are some of the ways that we can start to tap in. Now, another piece of connecting with your intuition is learning how to ask your intuition questions. Because like I said, our intuition is always speaking to us, but we can be in conversation with our intuition. So some of the questions that you might ask your intuition is, what is the best next step for me, right? Mm -hmm. You can ask your, your intuition, you know, please show me a sign if I'm heading in the right direction with this decision. Yeah. So there's questions that we can start to ask. And in the book, I have quite a few questions that you can do some journaling with and really see, you know, what is your inner guidance trying to tell you? Now, the more that you connect to your intuition, it's like a muscle, the more you connect to it and practice it, the stronger it gets. So if you're not used to listening to your intuition, you might be like, oh, shoot, like I don't understand what my intuition is trying to say. I don't really hear anything when I ask my intuition for guidance don't worry. Like this is a practice and it will get stronger over time. Definitely. Definitely. Some people might not be familiar with the voice even, right? So it's like just slowing down and get that answer that may come to you and then ask that answer some questions. Like keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper into your why and making sure that you're open as well, because you might get some answers that you're like, well, (laughs) I guess that's what I'll do or what? You you just might not understand it, but it's okay. Just trust it. Mm -hmm. Amy, thank you so much for coming on today. I do want people to get to know you a little bit more. Please let my audience know how they can find you on social media. 
Mm, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Amy Natalie Co. And when you go to my Instagram page, if you want to send me a message and let me know something from this episode that resonated for you, I would love to hear from you. You can send me a private message there. You can also go to the link in my bio, which is where you'll find the link for my book, The Feminine Way. And in that link, you'll also find my podcast, The Feminine Frequency. And I have a free gift that you can download there, which is a guided morning ritual. So find all of that on my Instagram. And I would love to connect with you over there. Yes, we like guided morning rituals over here. (laughs) That's awesome, Amy. Well, I just want to say go girl to you for doing amazing work and for helping other women explore themselves and becoming their best authentic version of themselves. So go girl. Mm, Thank you. Thank you for creating this beautiful space to empower women. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? Ten chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl. Go girl.